Hello, and welcome back to the Tells Podcast. My name is Bosi, and this podcast is on poker and love. I'm joined by my co-host, the handsome Andrew Nimi. Hello, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you for that intro. You're welcome. How are you doing? Sore. Sore from? Soreness. From? This is a sore human right here. Just walking ball of soreness. What is your soreness I from? Played, I played paintball for the first time yesterday. Yeah. Have any of you folks played paintball? That was your first time paintballing? Yeah. Oh. You know this. Don't act all surprised for the show. <laughs> I didn't realize it was your first time. Really? No. Yeah, first time. Um, Lots for, of firsts this year. First time these legs have been this sore in a long time at least. Uh, only about three weeks since you went <laughs> mountain biking. Mount, mountain biking. This is more soreness than that, for sure. Really? Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but uh, just like the constant lunging and walking around, like crouching around, like you know, <laughs> you don't want to be walking around a paintball uh, field like this. You get no. shot in the face okay. with some paint. Did you have a helmet? Yeah, so okay. covers your face. Uh, it's a good thing I wore a beanie because I got shot in the top of the head a couple times. Oh. So the beanie helps minimize that impact a little bit. Okay. But yeah, got shot in the got shot in the fist. Yeah, you have a battle wound from painful. So yeah, it was pretty intense, but uh, really fun. Good workout, good times. Yeah. Were you worried about me? Not at all. Getting shot. <laughs> Not at all. No, you thought I was gonna be the one doing the shooting. That's right. I have all the faith in you. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, super sore today. Probably will be for a good couple of days. So would you go again? So you've had a couple of firsts in the physical realm this year. This year. Skydiving. Skydiving. Mountain biking. Mm-hmm. Paintball. That's a good year. Four firsts in first, the physical realm. My first pandemic. <laughs> I think it's a, a, a first for many. It's not really. My first rigged election. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, 2020 the year of first <laughs> yeah i would uh go paintballing again sure yeah i mean i probably won't be the one to like corral everybody and be like let's go guys come on this is great but if someone else wanted to go i'd say i'd be i'd be down yeah once i'm not sore anymore these these wounds need to heal how about doing what more are you? Are squats? You, uh yeah that's a good idea okay to prepare for paintballing would you uh want to go paintballing um Maybe. I did right. it so many so many years ago and it You did? Yeah. What? Yes. When and with who? Uh in South Africa. Oh, with another man, I can tell. <laughs> no, actually for my little sister's birthday. Oh, that's right. You told me that. You told me that. Yes. Um and it was fun. I don't know if I would do it again. Do you remember it being painful? Very, yes. Yeah. Did Those you paintballs uh, are quite painful. Did you wear layers? They gave us a jumpsuit, you know, oh, okay. those like... Like a camo thing? Kind of, like those uh, prison jumpsuits. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that they didn't really give us much of anything aside from the helmets and goggles. They didn't give you a full jumpsuit? No. Really? Yeah, I thought they were going to give us gloves, so my hands were left yeah. vulnerable. I mean, it wasn't that expensive. So you get what you pay for. Right? Maybe it's because we bought it on Groupon. They're like, we're not going to give them the full. Uh, <laughs> you got to pay for uh, pay for those upgrades. Okay. Um, but uh, so you want to go with me or what? 
in a group of our friends, I suppose. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe. That would be you fun. You don't look too excited to do it. Um, I mean, the pain, you know, I don't know if it's It's not really it. that bad. I mean, if you if you layer up and I think wear gloves and make sure everything's covered. One of the guys in the in our group was sleeveless. Oh. For some reason, he was wearing a t-shirt and like a <laughs> sleeveless vest. Okay. To go paintballing. And um, he had the, the least amount of fun, I would say. I'm sure it was a jersey. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he threw in the towel before anybody else did really yeah, yeah so he didn't think that one through i'm sure i guess not no mm-hmm. but uh if you, pr- if you plan ahead i think that will increase your level of enjoyment so i don't know i think it'd be pretty fun to go with you um and play on the same team i don't know if i'd want to shoot you i would shoot you yeah you would <laughs> so um how how is poker how is poker yeah what is your poker life looking like at the moment it's up in the air, you know. Mm. Case numbers are on the rise in a big way and makes it a little kind of sketchy, I guess, going to play poker. Um, and also like showing off the fact that I'm congregating amongst people via the, the videos, the YouTube channel. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like it's a good time to bear down on the uh, online grind and maybe add a little bit of study time as well. Uh, so I don't know. I don't, I, I go back and forth on it, you know, because it doesn't seem like, I mean, I, I know it's like a trailing number, but it doesn't seem like the, uh, not to get too morbid on this podcast, but the, doesn't seem like the deaths have risen quite as sharply, but I guess it might be too early to really, to really tell. But, uh, I don't know. I go back and forth just because am I really like that much at risk? Am I in that category of people that are at risk since I don't really have any health issues? Um, so maybe I should just do my thing and also like create content for people that can't do their thing. Um, but it's also like, I guess there's other, there's a potential for other like lasting issues when you get this virus. Right. And I don't want to put myself at risk of that either. Sure. So I don't know. I go back and forth. Online. Didn't you say you had this WSOP supernova elite? Their version uh, of the the top challenge. tier of of rake back, yeah, yeah. It's called Champions Club. So like, if you grind oh, it out, that's that's not as cool a name as Supernova Elite. No, and it's also like not as rewarding of a uh, like a a tier. Like it's their top tier rake back level. Yeah. So if you pl- if you're planning on playing like next year, it's good to achieve because then you'll have the top tier for the entire year. So tell me more about this because I was uh, a friend of mine asked me how you were doing a friend of ours. Okay. And I said you were chasing this elite status okay. online. Um and I said you get rape rake back. Mm-hmm. What else do you get? Cuz that that's about the extent that Well I you get it you get a diamond card at Caesars which Oh you did tell me that. allows you normally like depending on which which method you utilize to achieve your diamond status at caesars depends or decides on which benefits you receive because there's like different levels of diamond remember did you have a diamond card at one time at caesars and there was the 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 club or yeah so there still is but the problem is if you get it this way i don't think you get access to the clubs okay so there was this club that you could go to and have light refreshments there wasn't really food was it well, the food was it a little... It was like finger food. It, it was like salads and like pretzels and like right, whatever. Like there was light. chicken wings. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, light food, but open bar. Okay, so you could just go and get hammered yes, at Caesars. Absolutely. Which obviously is good for them because then you hopefully go and spend more right. money at the table games or yep. however you got your status. All right, so you'd get a so that would mean what free parking? Yeah, you also get free parking, free valet. Okay. Um, you might get like uh, room discounts, something okay. like that. Maybe some, maybe a handful of free rooms or something each year. Yeah. Um, that's that's probably about it. But anyway, the rake back thing is really the most the interesting aspect. So it's like it's like yeah, it's like any sort of rewards club type thing where you get like more of your you get more of a discount basically for playing on their site because that's what rake back is. Like you're paying rake to them. Sure. That you're just you're basically paying less to play on their site. Very good. So do you think you will achieve your goal? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. How how far along are you now? Uh, I think it's like seventy one percent. So. Do you need sweat? Do you need, do you need a grandstand of people watching you? I just, need, I just need your, <laughs> your, your good vibes and your loving look as I work. Mm. Can you provide that for me? No, negative. No. Tell us more about You're gonna this. You're going to discourage me from achieving it. Yes. Why? I'm going to distract you. You want me out there, out uh, in the casinos, working rather than. In here? Home all day? No. I actually don't care where you do your work. No? Nope. I'm a good roommate? Sometimes. <laughs> when I when I clean the, the blender properly, then Wait. I'm a good roommate? <laughs> like you yelled at me for today? I did not yell at you. I just asked you nicely. That's true. You did not raise your voice, but you did ask me sternly. <laughs> how How do you want me to ask you? Tell me. While hugging me? Oh, uh, okay. I can do that. Thank you. I will hug you while I ask you to do things differently. Differently. In okay. this relationship. I can do that. Good. We've made progress here today. <laughs> Very the, good. The podcast is all worth it. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to talk about the Daniel Negreanu thing? Daniel Negreanu and... The match? The, the feud. It's not a match. It's called a feud. Okay, it's called a feud. <laughs> the feud uh, between Daniel Granu and what's that guy's name? Doug Polk. Yep, that's Douglas. his name. Um, you streamed on Friday, didn't you? I streamed with Brad Owen. Yes. I, I didn't get an update on that. On um, which aspect of it? On just like how, how it went the overall. stream went, what the, yeah. Right. So Doug and Daniel, they're playing. Uh, 25,000 hands of 200, 400, which is the nosebleeds, as they call them. Okay. Do you know why it's called the nosebleeds? Yes. Why? Because it's so high up that your nose bleeds from being so high up. Right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> 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 well, they call the... Uh, the the top seed, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Good. Okay, you know. Good okay. job. Oh, you didn't think I was referring to like the stadium? Right. Oh, no. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your question? What was I saying? How was your stream? And yes, uh, stream was good. Um, it seems like people are into it. It's tough to like do much hand analysis when the cards aren't visible. You know, the whole cards. Oh, so it's a whole cards face down yeah. situation. Okay, so it's like if you opened any table in WSOP, is pretty much what you see. Exactly. Ha. Huh. Okay. So unless you're talking like pretty high level about ranges and balancing and like you know choosing different hands or different uh 
splitting your range into these into these ways and this type of board it's just it gets really dry and i yeah, don't know i mean there's right. definitely people that um would be into that sort of the discussion but they probably would get more of that they'd get more value out of other people rather than me and brad going down that route i think because <laughs> i think we're more like infotainment i would put us into a category rather than like just straight informational so why why did they choose to go that route of, of not no whole cards no whole cards because they're playing for like they're playing for a lot of money so so they don't want to let the other person know like how exactly they're playing all of their hands okay so but they would only know this after the fact right right so but they're all they like so they're studying every single day after every session and like every day basically and going over hands with coaches and stuff got it and so the, like the less they give away them the better basically i see who's in the lead uh following friday's session daniel negrano has taken the lead mm. so he started out they played this like 200 hands worth of uh poker in the live poker go setting and okay. daniel won that but then doug won every online session so far after that so it was like oh, okay well the rest of the session is going to be played online so doug's just going to crush the rest of the way mm -hmm. but uh daniel had a huge session on friday to retake the lead got it yeah i told somebody it was 500 hands on live see this is why i need to check my poker mm. information with you because i'm spreading misinformation out here in the 25, world Twenty-five thousand hands but they can the person who's losing can quit after the halfway point if they want no i said the the live oh, hands the live was 500. 500 200 500 so eh, i'm sorry Chris, for misleading you <laughs> So I don't know. We'll probably do more of the uh, the hangouts. We kind of called it just like a live stream hangout where it was just me and Brad talking. And then if there was a big hand, we'll really like look at it and talk about it a little bit. And just try and guess what we'll the... Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it goes to showdown occasionally. You know, if there's an all in, right. then we get to see everyone's cards. Sure. So then we can talk about that and like what what they did on each street but not really say not really going to say like what he was thinking at the time because we have no idea. <laughs> we don't play these kind of stakes. Yeah. Two five, five ten grinders. So I don't know. It's fun. Okay. It was fun. Good times. Seemed like most people enjoyed it. Some people were like, you guys are talking about beer and coffee and stuff while there's like a $16,000 hand going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> but most people seem to have dug it, I think. Hmm. All right. Are you ready to fall in love? Um, are you ready to fall more deeply in love? Is this about the questions? Yes. Okay. You better re-explain the questions for anyone who didn't tune in last week. Okay. So there is a list of 36 questions that apparently lead to love. This was published in the New York Times love section. It's like a relationship section. And What do you mean lead to love? The it questions, you ask each other questions that lead to love, which means that they reveal to you or they reveal the other person to you and that all that revelation allows you to fall in love with them. Is that, would you agree? I think it allows each other to be vulnerable or you learn about each other. And I guess in that manner, you might fall in love with them. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I said reveal, you're revealing yourself in order to reveal yourself you it's have not to like, be vulnerable it's not like two people are going to ask these questions to each other and then fall in love yes that's the actual point is it yes oh okay <laughs> 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 it's 
So the initial premise of it was to place two strangers and have them do this 36 ah, questions together. And see if they fell in love and, as a result of the questions. Correct. Interesting. That's why I said questions that lead to love. Okay. Delete all that. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do the questions, I wanted to, I saw an idea on the internet about measuring love in this guy came up with this concept of measuring love in something called low tiles he didn't really define what low tiles were but his argument was that we say we love people but then we also say we love burritos so we should be able to measure love use have a unit of measurement for love so that you can clearly see whether it's like love love or just a strong affinity towards we've spoken about this about you know how we just use words so willy-nilly right i love taco bell i love starbucks coffee i love mm -hmm. everybody loves everything mm -hmm. so i thought that was kind of interesting um are you saying you love me on a, a deeper level than you love burritos very much wow I don't love burritos that much, so... Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't love Taco Bell either. But, you know, you, you get the idea. Like if I said, okay. I love espresso martinis so what from is, the Nomad. Yeah, so what's his suggestion on the unit of me measurement? He hasn't quite defined it. Okay. He's named it. It's called low tiles. Low tiles? Terrible. Okay, <laughs> but then what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there should be a way to measure this love because uh, love is probably not it, it's usually very active right you feel the warm fuzzy feelings but it is a very active so do we need a measurement yeah no you don't we don't i don't think so because then you're just going to ask me like what's the measurement how many low tiles did i get today well not today but like overall how many low tiles am I at? What at if the it's moment? what if it's less than hundred on at any one point that you're just gonna get self conscious and worry about the relationship? Mm. It's so. better. It's better if it's just vague. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I. Uh, well, I, I mean, like, if you if you're saying like on a particular day, then yeah, I mean, there's gonna be like some rough days or some arguments and disagreements and stuff, but you're still gonna love the person. The idea is that you still love them like a hundred overall, right? I think so. And I think it's not just like on a day-to-day -day basis because you don't love burritos one day and hate them the next unless you have a terrible experience <laughs> at a burrito place. At Firefly. <laughs> I don't know. What? Yeah, I don't know. Seems like a, an excuse to write an article. <laughs> um, there's no merit to it. I think I'm going to look into it a little bit more and see. It just piqued my interest, so I thought I would ask you before mm -hmm. I spent more time on it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, if you're talking about like, yeah. I mean, it's fun It's fun to say like, yeah, I, I love you, but I kind of hate you right now, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think that's fun. But that's fun? Yeah, and so <laughs> along those same lines, it's like, yeah, I mean, you're 100 overall, but you're kind of like right around 17 today, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> might be a more efficient way to communicate especially if somebody is sure. more sort of analytical yeah. and mathematically inclined then you yeah. can s then they they know where they stand with you on mm -hmm. that particular day so let us know in the comments or write to us 
hello at tellspodcast.com. Do you think we should have a unit of measurement mm -hmm. or love? All right. I mean, I could maybe get behind it. Seems like extra words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you do not like words, as we <laughs> as we know. As we know. Yeah. All right. Questions. All right. We're we're beginning on question number four today, and the question is, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Hmm. Maybe you should go first. Okay. <laughs> you have to think about this. Uh, for me, a perfect day is. A day where I get to have all aspects of myself touched. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> not physically, but oh. not necessarily physically, but also physically. Meaning that I eat good food because I like good food. Um, I get to work on something that's sort of mentally challenging, but it doesn't take up all day. And I get to move, you know and spend time with somebody or people that i love mm -hmm. but yeah it's not just a day doing one thing i right. like it where it's like i can i've meditated long enough i've journaled i've seen some people i've read you know all the things yeah. that i love to do and being able to make time for everything in that one day yes constitutes my perfect day mine is very similar Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, touches all of my being. <laughs> Yours just physically. <laughs> physically, though. <laughs> okay. Start the day with that. Mm -hmm. um, but then, yeah, I think like a lot of the similar, I think there's a lot of similarities there, except mine probably wouldn't be meditating and journaling, but it would be doing something that is creative. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, like enjoying good food, uh, being with people that I uh, enjoy being around, you know, loved ones that also want to be around me. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else did you say? <laughs> but yeah, like doing yeah. something physical. Right. I um, guess like a full day is my perfect day. But then also ending with something that touches my every being physically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So double down on that. Okay. Remove meditating and journaling, <laughs> and then it's basically the same thing. Okay. <laughs> so, how often do you have a a perfect day? Like, not that often. Not that often. No. Why is that? I mean, this is not part of the question. I think, but. yeah, no, but like, I think because people are usually doing their own thing, usually put too much effort into one of those aspects, right? And forget about some of the other ones. So, like. It's usually the work one slash creative that takes the majority of the day slash days. Right. Then other stuff gets pushed out. So it's good to, I think, think about this question yeah. and think about like what the perfect day is. Right. And how you can achieve that perfect day. I would also include often. like helping somebody that could use some help into yeah. that day. Yeah. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. All right, let's make more perfect days, shall we? Yeah, I think it'd be good to focus on that a little harder. Sure. Next question. When last did you sing to yourself or to someone else? Sing to myself or to someone else? Mm -hmm. um, I, I could probably like count the times I've sung to someone else uh, like on two hands in my life. Okay. <laughs> um, sing to myself? Maybe like 
a couple lines or like a line somewhere in the car driving by myself pretty recently. I've never like planned out, uh, you know, like a song to sing to myself or something. I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's a question. Yeah. I mean Just like occasionally when, in the car, okay. but yeah, I don't know. How often do you think it is for me? When last did I sing to myself? Uh, whenever you're not like in a really bad mood, you sing to yourself. When is that? Like when, when, it's, when trading is rough or I didn't wash the blender properly. <laughs> but do you think I don't sing to myself even on those days? Um, just not in those moments. You might get over it later in the day. Oh yeah. But it's like, it's not like in the moment, you're not singing all day <laughs> to make a perfect day. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I you sing, sing to yourself more often than I do. Yes. Pretty much daily. Mm -hmm. I think you're a better to singer. somebody else. Uh, not so much. You're a better singer. So that makes sense. Oh, thank you. All right. So this question, number six, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Yeah, I think it would have to be the mind, I think. I don't know. I mean, it's tough to know, like, what the mind of a... What was it? When you're 90? Yes. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Yeah, it's tough for me to know what the mind of like a like a seventy year old to ninety year old person feels like. Mm. You can kind of assume that like uh, it can be tough to move around. You move around real slowly, and you maybe get like a couple extra aches and pains, and like what that looks like. But you don't really know what a deteriorating deteriorating mind feels like mm. to the person who's in it. So that's a tough one, but think it would probably be retain the mind because it seems like being confused and stuff would be kind of a nightmare mm. but maybe it's better to retain the body because okay, when you don't have all day because when you're, <laughs> when you're losing your mind maybe you don't know that you're losing your mind mm. but who knows because i don't i've never experienced it okay what do you think i would keep the body i think and be blissfully crazy sure yeah because i think if i look at busi at 20 and busi at 30 i would much rather prefer to be me at 30 you know or myself in my 30s than i was in my 20s yeah so if that trajectory remains then i would much rather keep the body of a 30 year old and have the more oh the maturing mind of a, a sporty 50 60 year old interesting i wasn't looking at it that way i wasn't thinking that like you kind of remain immature right <laughs> <laughs> didn't think about that i thought it just meant like your faculties no i mean i think it i think the question is specific, is written in a way to leave it up to interpretation, well, right? shit. <laughs> now I feel dumb. <laughs> Maybe you should read the questions before. I haven't read the questions all the way I have read through. some of them. I've read them all, actually. Oh, you have? But I, I haven't I read. I forgot about them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel like your neuroses when you're so young are really difficult and you don't know where to put them. But as you get older, you get a hold of your mind. And you train your mind, hopefully, 
to do what you wanted to do, which would also mean like keeping this hot 30 year old body. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, your answer is better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it might, it could be painful to not have your faculties if that is really the way that it unfolds. Yeah. There's no way to know. But yeah, I mean, would you want your 30 year old mind though? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, ideally no, but I mean, that is like somewhere around there is when I started to like, I think the lights came on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, but I, maybe a little bit after that. So it's close. There's the challenge of how stuck in our ways we become as we age. So mm-hmm. as a 30 year old, you, you might be more like limber and adaptable mentally than you are at 60. So yeah. there's a positive to that too. I don't think there's like a right or wrong answer. All right. Thanks for making me feel better. Oh. Look better on the show <laughs> in public on YouTube. <laughs> okay. Let's do one more. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? It's all the dark stuff today. <laughs> a secret hunch? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like secret hunch. I just imagine it'll be like from old age and things that happen to a human as they get older so just to the body breaking down and going um yeah more susceptible to like diseases that old people suffer from something like that i hope hope it's not like paintball accident (laughs) (laughs) so you just think it will be old age that you'll die from i think so yeah so i like uh, that it's very optimistic what's yours to say it's a hunch i see like a massive crash or something like some sort of disaster that takes you out instantly you have a hunch it might be something like that is that what you said yeah like if i think of death it'll be really immediate and fast very creepy (laughs) maybe we shouldn't fly anywhere (laughs) but i guess that can happen on the road too so you're just gonna have to stay home (laughs) boost is on personal lockdown Yeah, so... Huh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, yours is closer to a secret hunch than than mine is. Mine's not really a secret hunch. Like I said, yours is like very optimistic. Right. You just look at it as I have this very long life. Yeah, I hope so. Ahead um, of me. I think that there's like... Th- I think there's like a non-zero percent like fear that that will happen sooner, you know, because it happens to people. Sure. And they're not old. So... Uh, I don't know if that's, again, I don't know that's not really like a secret hunch or whatever. And it's also not like definite going to happen when I'm old. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay. Shall we go to some listener feedback? Yes, please. Okay. Do you feel more in love, Andrew, as you learn these things? I think it's, I think it's fun. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. It's still early. <laughs> All right. So from our text and voice message number. Mm-hmm. Right, so a question from B is, do you think poker players are better off in long-term relationships with poker players or non-poker players based Mm. on your professional experience? Hmm. Well, I guess I better say (laughs) non-professional poker players. (laughs) Did you ever date a poker player? No. No. Nope. So I can't really speak from balanced experience. Yeah, <laughs> but um, if you were to well, I think the fact that like I think probably 
professional poker players, but I mean, the thing is that like your what you were into professionally when we met, which what you're still into, has so many parallels to professional poker. So like trading is very similar, and you sort of get that a you don't need to um, be working like a traditional job or traditional schedule in order to find success in the world, mm-hmm. and b you're not going to win every day, and that's part of the job and that like makes sense and it's okay uh see there's going to be emotional swings that go along with that that don't have anything to do with like you or me or whatever so you know it's like there's so many parallels to it that can be tough for a non-poker player to get i would say the majority of the time but not always um so i think probably it's like a higher likelihood of working out I think if someone else like really gets it fundamentally, hmm. um, but that's not to say it's impossible. Of course, you know, there's benefits that come from like when you work with, or when you are in a relationship with somebody that is working on the same thing because you guys can like study together, you know, or someone can like tell you, give you a suggestion about something, you know, like maybe you played a hand one way and your wife's going to be like, why'd you do that? <laughs> Why'd you do that? Yeah. What are you thinking in this spot? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also the benefit of like working together on things uh, like publicly publicly and social media wise, if that's something that you're interested in doing, which I think everybody should be doing personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's like beneficial to your career to be putting yourself out there usually. Um, so yeah, you can kind of like combine forces on that stuff too. But again, it's not necessary. You know, there's a lot of like the super high roller crushers that don't do much of anything social media wise. There's lots of successful poker players who are not married to poker players or dating poker players, right? Yeah, Phil Helmuth. Daniel Negreanu's wife is not a poker player, is she? No. She was in the poker world. Like she was in poker media. Right. But Um, he also like found, he also like had a lot of success before he found relationship success. So what does that mean? So maybe it matters more when you're early on in your career development. <laughs> so maybe it matters more when you're earlier on in your career development and matters less when you've had more success. Mm. Possibly. Interesting. Just a theory. I don't know. Interesting. Thinking out loud. B's got me thinking. Because I mean, I would imagine that like, so when you're earlier on in your career, I feel like a lot of your time... I mean, depending on what your goals are, of course, but like a lot of your time is going to be consumed by your work. Sure. Um, just like it takes, it's going to take longer to, or it's going to take more effort to get out of like entry level and like start moving up. That time is going to be taken away from other things in your life, like a relationship. But if you're able to like grind together or maybe study together, then that's time that you're at least spending together in a relationship. What do you think about that? I don't know. Maybe I mean, it's not really like real solid like relationship time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's solid relationship time, but that mm-hmm. doesn't matter because everybody's relationship time is going to be defined differently. Like some people don't care to go on dates. Mm-hmm. Some people are perfectly happy to just like play poker together. Play poker together if that's what. So that's perfectly fine too. You know. Sure. Or you could do. You could do some of it some of the times and the other thing the other some of the time is there any voicemails there are no voicemails mm. today 
people aren't feeling the voicemail thing lately at least started off a bunch of them yeah somebody asked if we could have international listeners call in because so have the number on whatsapp i'm not 100 percent sure that that's possible but yeah i don't know it is something that i can look into yeah i think that's it that's about it i think that's all we have okay yes i think that's all we have time for if you like this podcast please like this video and then subscribe to the channel um share it with your friends and if you'd like to chat to us, you can leave us a voice mess voice message. I almost said voice mensaje. <laughs> message in Spanish. Whoa, Duolingo, um, watch out. 702-690-9299. That is the number. Call or text us. Or you can also write to us hello at tellspodcast.com. Hello at tellspodcast.com. Wait, there was, there was somebody who wrote into the Tells Podcast, Giuseppe says, hey guys, I just finished listening to your podcast. Uh, I started watching Queen's Gambit last Friday. After finishing this email, uh, I wanted to tell you that while listening to your podcast, I was thinking I'm going to write them and suggest that they watch Queen's Gambit. I think you'll enjoy it. Way ahead then, to my surprise, at the very end, you mentioned it. So he says, thank you for not spoiling it either mm -hmm. i wouldn't was, do that i was very close to spoiling it i had to cut it out giuseppe you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome for me jumping in there and he says what happened to tells at andrewnemi.com i wrote you a message on april 8th to that email and no reply whoops giuseppe tells at andrew.com got retired two years ago maybe a year ago a little while ago yeah but welcome back Thank you for, at least you know the correct email. Hello at tellspodcast.com. Um, yeah, and that's it for this that's week. That's it. All right. Adios. Until next time. Bye. Bye.